Tip. Good afternoon. It is February 6, 2023. You're listening to a little column A, little column B, hosted by Will Limanos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What is going on, Will? I really hope that you have all of your secrets very well hidden because there was a Chinese spy balloon on the loose over the United States Saturday. Military had to come in, shot a missile at it, blew it right out of the sky. Uh, I think China, I think it's got a little confused uh, that Super Bowl is next week. So you, you're not going to be able to see it. You know, that they, they, they messed up. Do you think that they were originally targeting, was it Montana? I mean, lot, lots going on over there. I couldn't even tell you what's going on. Maybe maybe we need a balloon over there. <laughs> I don't know. Like, like, the, like, like a U.S. balloon or like a specific podcast balloon? I just think there's no reason to be keeping an eye on an area like Montana, but perhaps it was another area of interest. I don't know enough about it. It's a bizarre world we're living in right now i mean balloons. well there are fields of nuclear missile silos in montana so i see i'm learning more i didn't i didn't know that is that common knowledge am i supposed to know that like where, where was i supposed no. to learn that in school i missed that uh, class. you you missed a lot of classes uh, in school will but it it is in montana and you know the chinese seem to know about it are you sure it seems to be more relevant to them is it is it something i need to know it doesn't seem like something i need to know is this like a panic thing? Like, should I be worried? Is that why you're telling me this? Should I be worried? Is somebody watching I'm me? Wondering Are they listening to me? Can they hear I, us right now? Well, I sure hope so. Because we really need the more people to hear us, the better. But I do not want them spying on me from, you, you know, way up in the air. What kind of knowledge do you think they're getting on you from way up in the air? I don't know. Like on I, you personally. I don't like it. Like, like what, what's, what's suddenly going to change in your life that they saw from a normal plane view that planes do fly in the air, I think, over this country pretty well, it's regularly? Not even, it's not even the, the, the plane so much as it's like, well, we all got satellites. So why? What's the balloon situation? I, I don't know. You know, the, uh, the Chinese government came out and said, you guys are being ridiculous. You're blowing this out of proportion. This was a civilian aircraft. Nothing to see here. So. I, you know, I, I think it's better just not to have foreign uh, military things in our airspace. Just kind of keep it moving. You know, I'll, I'll agree with that. Is that can we can we move on? Would you go back to the actual topics? I can't believe we opened with that. that I feel like we should do it again. Oh, you, I can go with a whole bunch of other military do, stuff. Do you want you want to try it again? You do one more? No. Hey, hey Zach, no, how's it going today, buddy? What's what's I, going I think on? This was what's good. up? What's up? What's up? All right, we got a lot. We got a lot to Look get out. into. The Chinese are after us. <laughs> we, we got a lot to get into today that doesn't involve last time, any of that. Last time the Chinese brought something over to America, and everyone said, "Oh no, probably not a big deal." It was COVID, and the whole country was shut down for two years. So I'm just saying, let's just be maybe pay a little more attention this time at the beginning. I feel like the listeners just found out how misinformed I am on just general new U.S. knowledge <laughs> or news broadcast. I don't watch any of that. All no, right, well, come on, you. You're right at where everybody else is. I had no idea about Montana before I looked at the article. I think mo I think all of our listeners are right now going, huh, I didn't know there were nuclear missile silos in Montana. I think this has been helpful for everyone. If anything, I know I, I know this is generally I, I should look bad at this thing, but shouldn't you be way more suspicious of the guy that does know this stuff already? I think he's on the other line right now, but I mean Ah. You know, I just just point it right back at him. Point, I think that's how that works. All right, moving yeah. moving on here. We got a Super Bowl. We got one more football game in that. We have some other weird bets, prop bets we're going to talk about. We have NBA trade deadline on Thursday. We have already one big NBA trade. I think let's go chronological right now with, I guess, the Sean Payton signing or trading for the coaching over there. He's decided that he's going to go with the Denver Broncos. I think both of us could have – is it just me? Could he have picked any team that was available and, and gotten the job? Is, is that, like, more or less safe to say? It sure seemed that way. And, you know, we, we maybe now aren't as involved with the interview process or, you know, truly know what coaches find as desirable destinations, what sort of things are valuable to them and why they choose certain teams and staffs and players and all that over one, one over another. Nothing about this makes any sense to me. Everything I know, everything I've ever said on this podcast about football, all of that knowledge crammed in together, I can't add it up. It doesn't make sense. This just seems like he picked a weird team that isn't in a great spot. That I, I just, if you've already built something before, like the Saints, 
why would you want to build something all over again? Like the idea is you you prove that you already could build it, and then you sign with a team that has already built it, and you and you push them over the top. This seems like a complete rebuild in my eyes, but perhaps he knows something I don't know. All right, the, the this guy was sought after by how many teams and how many coaches wanted this guy on their team and wanted them in their organization. So I, I guess he knows something that I don't. But what are you seeing in this Denver opportunity that maybe he's seeing? Because I'm not seeing it. Dollar signs. Like a cartoon, man. An absolute cartoon with a dollar signs over both eyes. Like Scrooge McDuck. That's that's what I think it's got to be. I mean, any of the teams, if you fired a coach, you weren't very good. So, okay. And it's said that he interviewed with four of the five teams that had uh, coaching vacancies. So that was the Broncos, the Cardinals, the Panthers, and and the, and the Texans. So it's not like you're going to walk in and immediately it's like, here's a team that's Super Bowl favorites. I just got to you know make some tweaks. We'll be good. I think it's that the the Walmart family that owns the the Broncos said this was terrible. I thought we were going to buy a football team that had Russell Wilson, Super Bowl champion, still what everyone thought was in his prime, Russell Wilson, and this was going to be a fun fall activity. And I have to imagine that was terrible. You know, anytime you you would get involved with a with a venture, I mean, we're not at nearly the level of billion dollar businesses, but you know, you know, when your fantasy football team's not doing great, you know, you, you don't really like when people are asking about it. So I got to imagine, hey, you're asking about it, and now it's okay. What do we have to do to fix this? We can't get rid of the quarterback. It's it's football. There's so many guys. What's like the 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 one thing that we can do? It's like, get in a coach. You know, you had a rookie coach last time. Clearly that didn't work. The spotlight was too bright, whatever you want, you, whatever you want to say. He's already been hired somewhere else uh, back in a, uh, as a, for the, uh, the, the Jets as an offensive coordinator. So Nathaniel Hackett's back at maybe a level that's more his speed. But it's, you can go in and you get a, what, is uh, Sean Payton going to be, going to be a Hall of Famer? Yeah, but like definitely yeah. a, like a well-known like everybody that knows like Sean Payton been around for a while had a lot of success for a long time. It's like let's bring him in, let's turn this around, and you don't worry about the picks, you don't worry about the money. It's just I want when my rich friends ask me like, "Hey, how's your football project doing?" <laughs> it's positive, positive things back to them. I I guess all right, I'll give you this defensively. There's something there with this team. Uh, they're they're closer to being a complete team on the defensive end. If you were to go back and look at some of the numbers this year, specifically the red zone numbers, where this team is giving up yards, but they're forcing field goals, that's the best thing you could do, and that's a strength that not every team has in the league. And Sean Payton does have a history of having good good defenses. So I'll give you that as the upside. But to be, to be a team that is just recovering off a huge loss of a trade here where they gave up assets and are now stuck with an asset that you can't move, and that didn't look very good last year. I just wonder if Sean Payton's either going to know the magic of how to fix Russell Wilson, adapt Russell Wilson, or move on from Russell Wilson, which is the stones that a rookie coach was just never going to have. There, yeah, there's you no know? way. I mean, imagine if Hackett came in, or if he even just said in post-interviews like this, like now, today, well, I didn't want to start Russ. I didn't make the deal for all this. I would have started some other guy. We, we saw this backup or whatever outplaying Russ, and if he just got more reps, who knows by week eight what would have what happened. You know, instead I'm hearing you know Russ is injured and and standing in a aisle of a plane for 17 hours <laughs> doing yoga and stretching and and not staying still and just is some weird stories are happening instead. It, it's it, you know, right. brass tacks about all this is the one reason I don't like it. Isn't just Russell Wilson, Zach. What what other teams play in this division? I mean, this, this is the division you're gonna pick. I just would have picked any other area. I don't want to play Kansas City. I don't want to play the Chargers. I don't want to play Vegas. Who knows what they all, they're all about to do with over this offseason. And I know I said that going into the year, and it was kind of a, a disappointing outcome that none of those teams are really that great except for one team that's still in the Super Bowl. But that team that's still in the Super Bowl is a team that I don't really – if I have the choice to go through, I don't want to go through them. I'd rather go through Mahomes the NFC. isn't going anywhere. No, yeah, he, he's going to be there for a while. This era isn't ending next year, and it's not going to end in the next five years. It, it's it's that train's gonna go for a long time as long as he doesn't demand out or end up somewhere else somehow that's a problem that you're gonna have to deal with for a very long time I almost feel like he would have been better off just staying with the Saints there's no good teams in that division Tom Brady just retired we're gonna talk about that next I would have stayed over there I think they have I think he's got a way better chance of winning the division with the Saints than he would have coming back to this Denver Bronco team but 
what was so wrong with the Saints? Like, it, was it just that unattractive of a, of a spot over there? I mean, I heard even rumors of possibly you know Carolina being an option for him, and that seems even weirder to me. It's like, why wouldn't you just take the Saints' job? Doesn't it seem like a? Right, I would have taken the Saints over to the Broncos. Is really what I'm saying here. W- would you have also done that? I, I got to mention some of it is you just want to change the scenery. You know, you, you've been with the Saints for a long time. Just sometimes those relationships, it's not that they go terrible. It's just we've been working together for a long time. You know, marriages don't you know o- always work out. It's just yeah, you have the best of intentions, and then just that one thing that at the beginning didn't bother you. It just all of a sudden you know it's pretty mundane, but it becomes the most annoying thing possible. And just like, I got to get out of here. I just need new people. And, it, you know, it hasn't come out uh, the, the dollar amount, but I, I like, I think it was a, a, a much bigger deal. And so we go, Oh, like, why would he do this? Why would I do this? And then it's just like, Oh, you're going to make twice as much as you were making before. Well, that makes sense. Uh, congratulations to the Denver Broncos. They somehow pulled off a miracle here. They're not in a good situation coming out of last year, going into this year. As far as moves you could have make, made and improvements you could have done, this is as good as you can get. This is the best coach available. You you address something that's critical, that's a very, very important person and is going to factor into hopefully a lot of W's here. So congratulations to them. I just feel a little swindled about assuming that these guys are going to try to find a little bit more polished of a job and that it isn't entirely about the dollar bill. But maybe, maybe I'm crazy there. One guy who's played for a whole lot, really hasn't cared about the dollar bill. He sacrificed contract after contract while he was winning Super Bowl after Super Bowl, has announced his second retirement. Tom Brady is retired, and I don't buy it. I don't believe it. I'm not going to buy it until week eight of this year. Week eight in that the, the San Francisco 49ers have actually figured out that their seven-string quarterbacks are, are somehow going to be healthy and capable of playing throughout the rest of the year. I'm not going to buy any of this. I'm not sure what the leverage will be this time, but if you ask me, the leverage last time was, I didn't want to play for Arians or I wanted to move so-and-so into the head coaching Rob or whatever it ends up being. There's there's some sort of move that could still be still happen here, and I still think he's got a really good chance of coming back. So I'm going to say he's going to retire a third time. That's my take right now. Am I crazy for saying that, or, or is this plausible? I mean, the date is exactly the last year to the date of when he retired last year. Suspicious or just a coincidence? I, I just don't get why you need to make the decision so quick. The, I think we might have even talked about this last year, where the Super Bowl hasn't even happened yet. I mean, I'm sure you know the team, want, other people want to know, but it just seems like give yourself some time. You know, there, there's no reason to make the decision right away. Whatever team you're interested in, I'm sure in a month from now, and you know, just, you could be a little more sure of it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm all the way. I'm all the way done. Uh, do you have a percentage? You say you don't think it's true. What what percentage do you think that he uh, he comes out of retirement? 50. I'll give you 50. 50. 50. A coin flip. Okay. I, I'm going 10. I watched the video. I still think there's a lot of time left. Uh, and he did today. Uh, he does have that Fox contract coming out. Uh, said he's going to take a year off and yeah. then start uh, doing the announcing in 2024. So then my head was like, well, wait a minute. What, what are you taking a year off for? What would you take it off a for? He could play. Oh, I, he's, he's been. He's been playing on Sundays for for forever. I could see wanting some time off before you went right into a job that sort of like was. It's different, but you're still like, hey, you know what? Uh, we know you're not going to be available all the Sundays. He lasted like thirty days without a job in line, and now he it felt like he came out of retirement and lined this up for post career. The fact he's not going straight to it, I think he's just leaving the window open. Because in all honesty, you throw him on some teams that are playoff capable and you might be better off. There isn't a long list of qualified quarterbacks out there. And he certainly hasn't looked spectacular even this year with the, the woes of just Tampa in general, there's a whole lot of injuries, a whole lot of coaching question marks. Just not a, not a great season, but if you were still plugging Brady on certain teams this year, I, I still think you'd have a better chance than some of the guys they're throwing out there. And I think he knows that too. And until that feels like he has no chance of doing anything remotely close to that, where some, you know, Rex Grossman equivalent is just better than him. But last year, <laughs> I think part of it was 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 the leverage, and it's saying like, "Hey, I'm gonna re- I'm gonna retire." You know, even went to like, "I'm retiring," uh, and so then it was, "If you want me back, you're gonna have to woo me back," and there's gonna have to be certain stipulations that are met. But he was still under contract. Where this year he's a free agent, so I'm thinking if he was interested in continuing to play, you you could play teams against each other. 
I, I would think you'd be able to go that route. Like you already have all the leverage. You don't have to go the route of, well, if you don't do what I want to say, want me to do, or if you don't do, yeah, if you don't do what you, I want you to do, I'm just going to not play. So why is he retiring then? He can't do it anymore or he doesn't want to do it anymore? I think he just doesn't want to do it anymore. If that's He's the been case. Doing it for such a long time and just it's, you at some point it, it it's going to come to an end. You're you're right, but I think in his mind the end was going to be I just can't do this anymore, and we got we got really close, and maybe one more year and it's completely embarrassing. He looks like all of the bad games he had all year for an entire season because there were still some flashes of good. It wasn't great, and it oh, was those two minute drills, man, those two minute drills look excellent. Like I, like I just wonder, is there are we going about this the wrong way? Like should he just go play for the Saints that we had like Taysom Hill run Wildcat until the two minute? And just save all the hits on Brady. Just let him run that at the end. It, oh, it, like like a like a relief uh, like a relief pitcher. Exactly. Like he does the end of quarters. He does the the end of is halves. That, it, could could that be the future? It's something that right now it just oh well that's ridiculous. Like that's crazy. But I got to imagine. Uh, well, I don't know when it started, but you, you know, with baseball, it was like, hey, what if we uh, what if we didn't have our guy pitch all nine innings and we had him pitch you know like eight and then we had this other guy come in at the very end that was fresh. Oh, that's that, that's crazy talk. What if this is the future? What what if he was just like a two point specialist? Like Brady Brady's just coming in for two point conversions. We tell the kicker to go sit down. We're we're going for two every time. Every time, and we got a guy. We got a guy. He's very good at this. Hmm. It's not. It, I think it, it's. I, I could see it being two point, but I, I think I think the other the other route so weirdly makes more sense. Of you know, end of the half, end of the game when you need him. Uh, all right, yep, we need a touchdown. Okay, Tom, let's go. Well, I'm not buying it. I, I stand strong at fifty percent. Yeah, fifty. Yeah, that's that's coin flip. Where so where do you think he's gonna gonna go? Or you haven't really thought that far? San Francisco's luck. I mean, what, what do they have? Three guys essentially on IR right now. All three who were considered starters at one point this year, and yep. probably won a game each for all of them. So it's it's none of them ran away with the quarterback position on that on that team between all three between Trey Lance Garoppolo and uh, and Brock Purdy I don't think any of them was like yep no this is this is the guy like he he looks like it for sure Purdy for sure won the most and I think they were the best team when he was the quarterback this year but you know the Trey Lance is is still a little up in the air I, I ideally you know you put a couple more years on this guy and, and he gets better but how many of those years is he going to spend injured like he needs to get reps I, I need to see more because what I've seen so far makes me think Brock Purdy's significantly farther along than he is. And, and I don't know at what point you just – because you traded so much for Lance too, so there's already like a commitment to to what you've you put into this. And they're so lucky they even had Garoppolo. They they, they didn't have any interest in having him. So it, I think that's the team I still have circled. I don't think Miami is a complete cross-off either. The, the two a concussion thing. I mean, would you be shocked if it just came out and it said like, yeah, two is going to have to retire, or two is going to sit out a year, or two is not going to be ready till week eight? Shocked, big you'll time. Be, shocked. You'll be shocked. Oh, big time. Yep. I don't cross. I wouldn't cross off that team either, and I think that's a little smoother of a move. Didn't didn't that already? There's kind of rumors like that was going to be Brady's destination, and that was all the clandestine retirement, unretirement. Don't you think that? Like, I think was there even even tampering involved, or is it? Well, you got punished for that tampering, and now it's not tampering anymore, so now you can go do it. I just think these are teams, if you throw Tom Brady on that team right now, the both of those teams, I think, have a chance. A, I don't want to put odds on it, but they'll make the playoffs, and I think you'll have a puncher's chance at, at making to the Super Bowl. Wacky things are going to happen every single time where it's not going to be like, a, like you're going to play a home game at Tampa Bay who's under 500. Something weird can happen like that next year where – Perhaps you're on the road playing a team that's that's not better and they get hot or some fluky things are still going to happen. So I'm not saying it's a sure thing. You put Tom Brady on all those, but I think they're better off with those with with Tom Brady than anything else they have. Like I think I would take Brady over Tua, at least when it counted for a playoff run. Yeah. Hmm. I'm I'm not sure what other teams are are going to be looking at it that way. But the, the bizarre part with those teams is that they they do have youth between. Trey Lance and Tua, and, and you're really going to the far old side of the coin, like the oldest possible side of the coin with Brady. Of 
We're, mm-hmm. we're playing different things. We're, we're running under different structures, too. Also, your team's going to run differently, too. It's, I think that the leadership of all that is, is the quality that you don't necessarily get with anyone else. But, you know, it's got to be, it's gotta be uh, so, up to Tom. It's got to be up to Tom if he wants to do it. Like you said, if he doesn't want to do it, that, that's, that's why he's never going to come back. But I think he still can do it. And that's do why you think I he has any interested any interest in coaching? No, I'm I'm shocked that he had any interest in the broadcasting. Like, do you see him as like a stellar broadcaster? Like, he didn't. Like, it's interesting because I don't know as much. We've kind of we put him in a cave for the entire Patriot area, where it was like, you know, let's not hear anything out of this. And I think he appreciated that privacy. But now, since he's gotten out, the privacy's open. You know, it's a little bit more of an open door. So it's weird for me to see him with such an open door policy now, and then then going into broadcasting with that as well. Perhaps there's something like the the Romo era where you know he just played against all these guys, he knows all these defenses, and there's an inside knowledge that is second to none. I, I I'm excited for that part, but if he's gonna wait out a year, that's like one year you're losing out on all that good those good tips, you know, <laughs> the the good details because they're just a year old. You come you wait a year after now they're two years old. It, it's it's not as it's not as fresh, and it might be dated. And it might not matter as much, and you might not know as much. Romo already, I feel like it's 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 going away. It's if it's not already gone, it's fading uh, on his. But if that's all you're relying on, then did you really have it to begin with? No, but I don't think we've had guys like this. It doesn't happen often. They don't they don't rotate guys in and out of this. I think this is more of a new era right now where we get guys like that. I I don't think it has to be an end all be all of, you know, it's gonna be Al Michaels for thirty years. It might be Tony for 10, might be Tom for 10, and then another guy for 10, or even less. Maybe it's just five and five. Or or maybe we get more Manning cast stuff where these guys only do a certain set of games a year and you just rotate between them. Mm-hmm. Like, what if Tom just said, I only want to do five games a year? I mean, who's saying no? Like, sure, all right, you only want to do five? That's fine. We'll find someone else. Oh, I, I, I could totally get that, especially with, uh, with them having kids. Where it's just, yeah, you know what? I don't want to be doing this. I, even, you know, it's way less than the football part. Just like, yeah, I don't want to do this every week. Just, you know, I want to I want to pick here here and there exactly what the Mannings did. It's going to make me uncomfortable hearing him broadcast games, and I'm not sure if I'm rooting for it. Why? Why not. would it make you uncomfortable? You love the Manning cast. How is it any different? I like the quirkiness of the Manning stuff. Tom, Tom's like Jordan, where it's like, this guy just won everything. He, he's just this ultra competitor in this where I think it's harder to relate to stuff. It's like, no one else won like that. No one else is he's like done, yeah. He's done cameos. I I, I understand. I, he can he can get all all the help that that he needs. I I'm interested to see how it would transfer from you know everyone that you hear with interviews about him says like oh no guys guy you know really cool in the locker room just like what really well liked and just how do you transfer that from everybody in the locker room likes you to everyone in their living room likes you especially where you have to overcome the this guy beat my team on a regular basis for. Like two decades, so you're gonna go in immediately, just like I don't like this guy. So can you overcome that? I I can overcome it. I, I just football, especially. Well, yeah, the it's Tom Brady. You like him. You're not overcoming anything. But I mean, he 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 was able to win over Turtle, and if he's able to win over Turtle, I think he <laughs> win over anybody. I guess historically, I prefer if, like if you want to compare this to basketball, say the TNT guys. I think you get better quality takes from a guy like Kenny, who was a role player, who played with Hall of Famers, won championships, than you do with somebody like Charles Barkley or Shaq, who were always the guy. I mean, sure, you get stories and backgrounds. They played with you know significantly great players along with them as well, but nothing... I think it's a little less relatable when you're, you're the guy. It's like, yeah, I just had this God-given talent. I worked my ass off for it, for sure, but it, it's not like... A, it's not like the average guy like Kenny who who didn't have that necessarily, or at least not as much of that. I I, I don't know. It's fine. I guess I'm just saying I'd rather more of a role guy. Like I think uh, who's the, who's the tight end? Greg Olson is, is is another example of maybe a little guy more between the lines than than Brady, who's is just he's on another level. There's there's no one else that could talk to him in the same way. And I I guess I'm just putting him on too, so much of a pedestal for all this. But you know it's not gonna matter. He's not gonna broadcast this year because he's gonna play football again. He's gonna play football this year. I, I stand by it. We uh we went through it last year, and I, we don't really need to go through it all again because it just you know it's just it's all still pretty recent. But just want to point out two two of uh Tom's stats. Uh, there's so many of them. He's he's got so many records. But just reminded everyone, he has seven Super Bowl wins, 
That is more than any franchise in any of their histories. And he is one player, as well as in the Super Bowl, he has six game-winning drives. So those are the two I'm going to leave you with. All right, let's wrap this up and do some Super Bowl prop bets. All right. I have five prop bets. I believe you have five as well. We will yep. possibly update the, you know, whatever the payout is or the odds are on, on, on all of this because I don't have them all written down. And some, even if you do, it might be changed by the time we, we actually book these. Uh, but either way, I think we're just going to go with whether you get it right or wrong, and then the payout will be uh, maybe a little bit between us, <laughs> not, not necessarily between the whole podcast here. Uh, you want to go first? You want me to go first? Uh, with the first prop bet of what I think is going to happen. Uh, I will go. I will go first. Uh, and just the way I did this order, just kind of the way it happened, is I go from uh, longest uh, longest shots to the most likely. So my first one is uh, Travis Kelsey to win the MVP. I think that the Chiefs are going to beat the Eagles, so you're going to definitely see that sort of slant from all of uh, all of my picks. Uh, you can get that at twelve to one. So. I'm thinking Mahomes already won an MVP. So it's a little different than you know the the Super Bowl versus versus regular season where I feel like regular season you kind of have to beat it, but there might be a little bit of hey, you know if it's close, Mahomes already won one and then if the Chiefs win, I'm thinking like who who is really going to step up and Travis Kelsey has been having having a great year and I could easily see him having, you know, a couple of touchdowns, you know, Real big day, and you know, cashing that out. What What's the stat line got to be to win the MVP and essentially not give it to Mahomes? It's not like he's throwing it to himself. I I think it's going to have to be a little bit lower scoring of a game. So if it's like Kelsey's got two thirds of the points, he's you know he's got two touchdowns, and there was only uh, you know it's only like twenty one points, or maybe twenty four points, something like that, uh, and definitely like one hundred twenty five, hundred and fifty yards. All right. Well, I do like the bet. I didn't pick it. I did pick Kelsey for a touchdown anytime. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna go with that. It's it's much much safer of a pick. But it also just like, well, what do you think is gonna happen? Well, I think Kelsey's gonna end up with a touchdown. Like maybe two. Like you're you're right. Where I I would be shocked if he doesn't end up with one. The bizarre part about this is I know the other team. The one thing written on the whiteboard was don't let Kelsey score. Like we're gonna focus on Kelsey, and yet I still. Feel like he's going to get at least one. Mahomes is too good. He's very good. If he ends up having like a crazy amount of yards after the catch, that's what he's going to have to do to truly win the MVP from Mahomes for me. The ankle injury too. Like, how much is that going to factor into this Mahomes MVP race here? Where, oh, you know, he didn't have a great game, but you know, he was hobbling out there. You know, we got a tough guy not playing 100. percent Like that seems like mm-hmm. an impossible storyline to overcome of of possibly not of not giving it to. Mahomes and then giving it to Kelsey I, li- I like it though you know th- this is this is the type of stuff you're looking for a prop bet it's not necessarily straight up on what you think is going to happen in the game or what, who do you think is going to win the game but just what you think is going to happen in it uh all right I'm going to go with a second one here I, I also have another anytime touchdown here Boston Scott's had a touchdown I think in every playoff game or at least the last two so far for Philly so I'll, I'll take a Boston Scott anytime touchdown I think that's going to happen again he's sneaky all of his touchdowns always seem like there are some crafty trick play and what better what better game to try to do something crafty and sneaky towards the goal line here than, than Boston Scott it could just be something straight up the middle but sometimes it's something on our, along the outside he's not a big guy but I, I I just it seems like a pattern here all right there, there seems to be some weird odd play where Boston Scott gets it and I know everyone else is so high up on the the other running backs for the Eagles or even some for Kansas City but I'll take Boston Scott it's a little quirky of one but I, I think that's a fun prop bet there all right, my second one is the Eagles will be ahead at the half, but the Chiefs will win, and that's at seven to one. I think all year the Eagles just jump out on teams at the at the very beginning, so that's kind of what I'm what I'm baking on is they do what they've been doing all year, but then the Chiefs are able to come back and uh, really make a push at the end and actually actually get the win. All right, number three, I got Jalen Hurts under passing under two forty. I got minus one ten on that, but. I think he's going to run the ball more than he wants to. We're going to find out real quick whether he's healthy or not. This is going to be a game where I, we saw at Mahomes, too. He's going to be risking his body and doing whatever he, what he can for this. But there will be moments where nobody's open, and he's going to be forced to run, and he's going to be able to make crazy plays. So I, I don't know 
I still think he's going to pass the ball a lot, but I don't think he's going to have a great passing day. I think you're going to be shocked at how many rushing yards he has to do on his own just to get first downs and stay alive. So I'll go with the under on the passing for, for Jalen Hurts. Who you got? What do you got next? Okay, so that's that's going along, you know, with my my thought that uh, the Eagles Eagles aren't going to win. Uh, my third one is the the last scoring play is going to be a Kansas City field goal, and that's uh, four to one. That's fun. I like that. We're rooting for we're rooting right? for a close game. We want we want the storybook ending. You want the team you picked to win to win on a on a last thing here on a last second field goal. I, I think that Mahomes. We've seen it. How many times, you know, following right in, in Brady's footsteps of it, you know, the, the other team scores with 50 seconds and it's immediately, well, did you leave Mahomes too much time here? And he, he doesn't need to get a touchdown. He just needs to get you in field goal range. He, he can do that. So I, I think there's, there's a decent chance. And you just have no idea. Maybe it's a blowout. And then that's the way it happens. You know, I'm really helping more for an exciting game, but if that's the way I win, I'll, I'll take it. All right. Next bet here for me. Easy one. 50-50 here. I'll take the coin toss. I'll go heads. Give me heads. Oh, I, I don't boy. know. I don't know if those are even the favorable odds. Uh, bizarrely, these are not 50-50 here, which is crazy just because how betting works. But I'll take heads. It, it seems like a seems like a fair bet here. I, I think I have good odds. Well, you don't have good odds because uh, just like you said, the way the way gambling works, <laughs> it, they're, they're just going to take that because you, you lose the juice. So you'd be better off just like betting against somebody for that. But what is cool about that is that just the game hasn't even started yet, and you already have action. Like, wait, just right away, all the ones that I've mentioned so far, like MVP, half, you know, at least like the half, uh, you know, I'll know if I'm still in it. You know, but last scoring play, all of these are, I'm not going to find out until the very end of the game, where this, you know right away, am I in the money or out of the money? The funny part is, is when I don't even have the game on for this, I'm going to have to find out from you or look it up online. Uh, what do you have planned for Super Bowl Sunday that you're not going to be there in time for the coin flip? I'm not prioritizing a lot of things. I've already considered putting on another game on the side screen over there, possibly playing like some old Patriots Super Bowl game. You know, you got, I got two screens over here. Why, why am I going to? The problem is when the Super Bowl is going to move on to the side screen and the main screen is just going to be a YouTube <laughs> video of, you know, Tom Brady, 28 to 3. I don't know about this. Let's see if you can I don't do know. it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I, I'll go with the coin test. What do you got for your last one? No, this is only my fourth one. You have one more, right? I have two more. All right, give me a, give me two more, and I'll give you my last one. All right, my uh, <laughs> I'm going back to the well. Uh, I think I, I struggled earlier in the year, and so I'm hoping to you know make make a comeback. I'm going total field goals over three and a half at plus one thirty eight. Really? Why we're we, we're rooting for that? I don't want to root for field goals. Is this more betting, or is this what you want to happen? Uh, this was this was just a little more. I got burned earlier in the year, and I didn't want to get scared away by it. All right, and then you... that way, because I, I would prefer if there's more scoring and touchdowns, and then if it ends up being field goals, then I'll at least profit off of it. All right, what do you got for your last one? Last one, a little bit of a little bit of a wrinkle. Uh, I didn't even know you could do this. Uh, total penalty yards over ninety and a half at uh, minus one twelve. Is that both teams? Yes. Huh. Huh. Well. I figure one big uh, pass interference call, and it, you, it doesn't take much more after that. Ah, I, I like that one. I wish I thought of that one. That, that's a good one. My last one's not nearly as fun, but th that one's cool. Uh, I got the blue Gatorade for the, the Gatorade shower at the end. I'm, Ooh, I'm going blue. Okay. I think it was blue last year. This is a pattern you're never going to know, all right? I'm just going with it's going to be random, and maybe it's just the same thing, and that's just as random as any of the other colors. There is real no preference here, but... I think even looking at the history of it makes it makes you even less likely to guess it correctly. So I'll, I'll just go with blue. No, no real reason. Blue, why any, you just you had to pick one. Just had to pick one. Saw blue, and then I did more research. It was like I think it was blue last year, and I felt even worse about it. But I already I just picked it. I already I'm sick of do it. That's okay. what it was. Again, this is a prop bet that somebody's gonna win. Somebody's gonna get dumped with Gatorade. I may win this because of that. It doesn't have any relation to the outcome okay. of the game. <laughs> That is the only one out of all the lists that you've had that I don't know if I could find that one. I found this one online. It didn't seem bizarre for it. It seems like it's a normal bet. You might not be able to do it until then, or it's already got so much money on it that everyone's like, this is a stupid They've bet. They've already it's, taken it off the line gone. or something. Yeah. They can't risk uh, you know, getting, giving a huge payday out of all the blue Gatorade out there. 
<laughs> uh, all right, so that's the prop bet. We we both picked Kansas City last week, I believe. So we're we're yep. sticking with that. Nothing super shocking or altering with that at this point. I I did I did see the line is very tight. It, it seems like we're in on pace for a good game, and let's just hope that that happens. And let's just hope that Zach's props don't win and my props hit. <laughs> Although if we're both hoping for Kansas City to win. You really lined your stuff up with with that, and the only one I got is a Boston Scott touchdown on the other side here, so that that'll be fun. Uh, all right, you ready to do some NBA? There were some trades. There were some rumors. There's some rumors that maybe we're going to start right now. But how about we start with the only trade that's really happened so far, and that Kyrie Irving breaking news out of last week's podcast right after I think demanded a trade. No, he demanded the trade on Friday afternoon. Who else is doing this on a Friday afternoon? You're about to go into the weekend. I was on a phone call for half an hour, and I get off of it, and I got I got texts from you. I got texts from other people. I'm going to look, and oh yeah, Kyrie just I, I want out. I, I I did not see this coming at all. He's been quiet for months now. It's not entirely shocking. We knew he wanted a, a new contract. We knew he wanted a long term deal. We knew that was going to require a ton of money, and that was going to be something that the Nets were going to have to think over and that they were already in a weird position where they they wanted to keep Kevin happy, and Kevin's unhappiness is another issue on its own. But part of it was, I came here to play with Kyrie Irving. It doesn't seem like Kyrie Irving has a long-term deal. What's going to happen if he gets up and leaves? What are you going to do for this, and what are you going to do with him? And then, you know, the suspension and all that is, is not so promising. I didn't love all that. The- He's been playing well. I mean, it's definitely been frustrating, but it's not like they're out of the playoffs. Like, they're, they're middle of the pack. I feel like they're just, like, holding steady while uh, Durant's hurt. So, I I mean, now's the time you have to do it because the trade deadline's on Thursday. So, if you want out, you can't really wait much longer. But I, I guess I definitely wasn't shocked because he's kind of done it earlier in the year of trying to make things happen. But I, I just would have thought, you know, you're in a good spot and you'll make this work. But apparently not. All right. So... Not not super shocked of him wanting a trade or him trying to get a, a contract or trying to get somewhere else because of that, if, if they weren't going to give him the contract. That leaves the trading suitors of, all right, well, who is going to actually give up something? Because it's not like Kyrie's just going to come for free, even with all of the baggage on there. Certainly hurting his value, but he's not worthless in that. You still have to trade actual basketball players for it, as well as some equivalent salaries. But if you're this team and you're trading for him, you not only have to give up something to get him, you then have to go through the contract dispute with him. And I hope and I imagine that Dallas has hopefully already talked to him about this and said, nah, don't worry, you're good for the deal because we wouldn't give up what we just gave up and risk you just getting up and walking. All of that being said, I haven't heard anything about that. And that just makes me think this isn't going to work at all and that he's just going to get up and walk and go wherever the hell he wants. I know he said he's ecstatic to go all this. I know there's a possibility that playing along Luka is going to be a spectacular offense. You suddenly have two guys that nobody in the league can guard that makes plays for others or excellent shooters. I, I get it. I, I could see it offensively for all that, but this just seems like a risk I wouldn't have done. It also seems like, let me ask you this, what would you rather have Jalen Brunson, of which you don't have to give up Dinwiddie, the picks, and and whatever else, you and Vinny Smith for Brunson? You could have just kept him. It's kind of the same player. Maybe Kyrie's a little bit better. But long term, I'd certainly, I'd certainly rather have Brunson. Now, it's hard to compare that. Maybe the Brunson deal was already done. There was no way he was staying. It seemed like he'd already had his eyes set on it'd New York. It'd been tampered with. There's a whole Remember lot of reasons. The, New, New, York, York, New York got in trouble because they tampered. Okay, so maybe the deal was already done, and this was the next best thing you could do. I just, it, To me, it seems like you missed out on the opportunity to pay Brunson, to keep Brunson, and now to make up for it, you had to get Kyrie who's even less reliable, isn't on a long-term deal, and could potentially walk, and he cost you whatever you had to give up to trade for him. It wasn't like he just signed him. So it's a bit of a struggling, struggled, like like they struggled with the deal last year of not dealing with Brunson, and then the, the domino just keeps falling, and another one just fell again, and it's not going well. They'll have a huge game for sure. There'll be moments where these two will combine for probably 100 points each in a game. And it'll be awesome, but I don't know what it turns into long term or as a playoff run. It seems, it seems like a panic move to me, and it seems like a guy that, oh man, Kyrie's available, we can get him now. He'll probably never be available again. We 
we don't get a lot of free agents here in Dallas. We kind of got to trade for everything. I guess this is our window to get a guy like Kyrie. I'm not sure what that means or translates to, but are you are you pro this move for, for Dallas? Like, is this, you know, everyone said, let's get Luka a guy. Is, is this a guy that works? Is this worth it? That, that That's pretty much what, what it is, is, you know, you got to get a guy guy with Luka. And Kyrie, like you said, Kyrie is a guy. I, It's it's just, we keep, I, I say we, I think I mean NBA in general, because we as Celtics fans, we kind of learned this pretty early on, just kind of trying to separate the basketball player from, from the person. He's still really good at basketball. So that's where when this initially came out and people were asking, like, oh, is any, does anybody even want Kyrie? It's just. Yes. Yep. They'll they'll put up with this and they'll say, "Hey, new new situation. I think we can do it." Uh, you're concerned that now that they could lose him for nothing at the end of this year, it's definitely a possibility. But it might be better for them because now you have Kyrie comes in. Let's say they have similar success that they had last year in the playoffs of, you know, win, win a series, win two series, but you know don't really make make a ton of noise. And then Kyrie says, hey, this was kind of fun, but I'm out of here. Well, now you Cuban can go and say, hey, look, I put assets up. I tried to get you a guy. That guy walks. You know, this, this is a Kyrie fault situation. And that spot that leaves, well, now you're going to have max money. You can sign somebody else. So now if this doesn't work and it doesn't sign, you can go in a different direction. Rather than if you had these players, now you're running either the player into Spencer Dinwiddie and uh, Dorian Finney-Smith. Of well, now we can't afford to get anybody. So I, I don't. I, I think this was a it, it was a worthwhile risk if it's just to do whatever you have to do to keep Luca happy. Because if you lose Luca, you then then you're toast. Luca, would it be a, would it be so unusual if Luca? didn't want to play with a guy like Kyrie and he would rather play with a guy like Dinwiddie and Finney Smith where it's like, Hey, I'm running the show anyways. Like, why are we getting a guy that's going to take the ball out of my hand? Like, don't I just need guys around me that can play defense, protect me and hit threes and Kyrie can hit the threes and he could certainly, you know, do with some stuff that Luca can do, but he's, he's, if anything, he's the worst defender. Like, that's kind of why I like the deal for Brooklyn. Like if Durant comes back, they no longer have any, I mean, they do still have some liabilities on defense, but Kyrie was a guy that's going to have to be on the court at critical times, and that was a problem on defense. Finney Smith, that's a defender you could play. Dinwiddie, I don't even think Brooklyn really wanted to get rid of him originally years ago, and the fact that they're getting him back here, I think they're kind of excited. I, I think that's a good reunion for them. And I think Yeah, when they had traded him was when he was hurt. Yeah, and there's there's a whole lot between that and, you know, Levert. I think that was another one, and not getting him back, but I think those were assets that, it kind of hurt them to trade. They're like, oh, you know, I guess we're going for it all in now. You know, we signed Duran, Kyrie, time to, you know, if you're not, we're not rebuilding anymore. And, and now you're going back in a direction of rebuilding. And I think Dinwiddie's a good piece to have. I, I, I like the move. I like the move for Brooklyn. I, I think they're a better team because of the defense they get. Again, I think it's a little overkill to have a guy like Kyrie when you already have a guy like Luka. Like, what, what are you guys going to do? Are you going to get better at scoring because of that? I don't know if that's necessarily, like, only one guy can have the ball. It's maybe it'll work. Well, does it does I, it help with with Luca's defense where he doesn't have to do all of the scoring? It's like he can unload some of that, and you know it doesn't make him into an elite defender. He's not going to make you know all defensive team or anything like that. But it's just I have a little more energy that I can expend on the defensive end now. Okay, that's great. I'll give you that. That sounds great. Let's just theoretically let's just say they're better and that this was a good move and that they have more talent now because they don't have those other guys and they do have Kyrie Irving. Are they suddenly a better championship contender? Like slightly, but I don't think they're even a championship contender. Like they're they're a playoff team. I, I wouldn't want to play them in the first round. I wouldn't be as worried about them in the second or third round, though, if they managed to even get that far. Like this team's still like read out the rest of the roster of all this. You're still relying on guys like Kleba, Hardaway Jr. But look at it, look at what their team did last year with pretty much the same team in Brunson. Okay, then that's what we're going for right now. But you're missing some other guys that you just had to give up. It's almost like I think they were better last year with Brunson than they are minus the trade and adding Kyrie. We'll see. It's the it's the first one to go down right now. I, I, I like that. I, I like what Brooklyn did. I think this is the right move. I don't want to go back and play on the trade Well, they machine. had to do something. Their hand was kind of... 
it's it's not like this was like a hey this is like we're we're cooking something up it was you have to do this now figure it out and i wonder it it happened in less than 48 hours the trade deadline still it's thursday so it's still days away i'm just wondering whenever you hear these this deal that happened early it's who who sort of panicked on this like why not you know hold off and say okay you know i kind of like this deal but you know, we got some time. I'm going to keep floating this out here. It sounded like the Lakers uh, were still very interested, or maybe it's not the Lakers. It's LeBron was very interested. So just to just completely do the deal already, it just, it, it's just interesting. I'll tell you why they did it. I know why they did it. You don't know why they made the deal early? So they had why? time to make another deal. Ooh, okay. So it's like, all right, well, we got to get this guy out of here. Let's get that locked in. All right, now we have this. We have that. We can do this. I don't know what the next move is. But does, that seems like I suppose the they could even play a game and see how it goes. It's the only reason I think you'd say yes to this, and then you know what? Let's put all those Kevin Durant suitors on the clock again. They got till Thursday. Versus, you know, if we don't trade Kyrie, it's like we're on the clock now. Now it's like, all right, are we going to be just give Kyrie the money? Like even if we don't want to, let's just give it to him, and, and just deal with whatever comes with it. I I, I feel like if, so they if they didn't trade him, I think they would have you actually. Think the, get, you think the Nets will trade Durant at the deadline? I, I think that's the well. It might not be Durant. It might be something. Maybe Simmons. It might be someone else. It could be anyone on that. Maybe it's Claxton. Maybe they upgrade on something there. I, I still think, you know, Joe Harris, Seth Curry. Those aren't nobodies. I think they're more valuable on the team now. But you could package them and and get who knows what out of there. Maybe it's a smaller deal that they're trying to do. Maybe they're trying to get another guard since they just lost one in Kyrie. I, I I'm not sure. I personally, I would I would move Durant. I would try and move Durant before Thursday. If I if I could what are you get gonna the, do? if I could get the right right pairing for it, I went across the whole league. I looked at every single one. I didn't fall in love with any of the deals, and it's it's because the market isn't right. The, the Gobert thing has sabotaged everything. I don't. I mean, how many picks is it's KD like impossible? Getting? You'd have to trade like a whole franchise. You'd have to you'd have to say you know what I'm just giving. Like you... if you extrapolated out that uh, that Gobert trade, like this is like Gobert's level of talent and what he is worth. And here's where Durant is, and I'm doing a thing with my hand, no one can see, but it's just like it's like an exponential, like way higher. And just we saw what go what they got for Gobert, and just it's like impossible. It would be him and just no one else. It'd be like the G League guys, if it, and you might have had to trade them too. It it sounds like just to you know yeah, if you want to go along with that same scale that Gobert said, it's you know what we're just no longer gonna have first round picks. Our first round picks are not just Brooklyn first round picks forever. Like that's just we just gave them up. They're gone forever. We we did that just so we can get KD. I I don't know what team it is, and I also don't know what piece you'd want back. I played around with a whole lot of Memphis stuff because I think Memphis has the pieces that they they may be able to entice someone like Brooklyn. Where I would give up, you know, maybe Bain or or Jaron Jackson Jr. or or a combination of those, and you know, throw in Dylan Brooks. I, I I think there's something there. You just gotta. Keep in mind of the pieces you just added as well with Finney Smith and Dinwiddie. You know, you don't want to get too heavy on all this. You know, you don't need a bunch of role players and no star. You're not going to be able to do that. So, I would try and trade KD by Thursday. I don't think they will because I just don't think anyone's going to be able to afford it. But I think that's why they did it. I think that's what they want to know. And then the other thing is, is you hold on to those offers and you you see how that goes in the summer again. I think you have to remember how much they gave up for 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 Harden and all these picks. Where if you gut this team and you know, all right, we're gonna go more like traditional tanking route, it's like that that's not gonna work. And they just had a situation not too long ago where it was pretty similar. Of they kind of did go the tanking route without being able to tank for their own picks, but was just like, well, this is our only only route here. All right. Well, we did a a couple trade. Uh... What do you got? You got some trade possibilities, some trade rumors you you want to share with everyone? Yeah. All right. What, what's your? Uh, did you do you have multiple? Just one. All right. What what's your your favorite trade possible possible trade? Well, I don't know if I'd say favorite, but this is one that I I think is uh, a very real possibility. That's what I was trying to go with. Uh, you know, that's something. Uh, and you might be surprised because I I actually involved uh, involved the Lakers. My uh my idea was the uh, the Lakers get uh, Boyan uh, Bogdanovich, the Pistons get Pat Beverly, Lonnie Walker, and the Lakers 2028 first. You think that's Any enough? Any thoughts before I go into my expl- explanation? 
I I love I like Bogdanovich. He he's fantastic. His shooting percentage is among one of the highest in the league, especially from deep for three point shooting. I I think he's a good ball handler. I I think Detroit got what they wanted out of him, and now they need to get even more. And by trading him, that that's how they get even more. And, and as well as I think he deserves to be on a good team. So I I understand the Lakers trying to hold on to this. We're still competing for a championship, and I think he could help that team. I just hope that he goes to a team that's a little closer along because I, I think he could really be a great piece for another team. But what what's your main reasoning for it? So my thought process on it is uh, Boyan, older. Uh, he's got one year left on this deal. He's got a two-year extension afterwards. So basically it's a, it's, it's a three-year deal. So a little bit of stability. He's a little bit older and is not going to fit on any sort of the Pistons timeline. Uh, Pat Bev and Lonnie Walker are both on one-year deals. So at the end of this year, they're just gone. So pretty much what they're just doing is this is just to get the, the, the first round pick from the Lakers. Uh, and I think, you see some of the the cryptic, uh, or I guess not, maybe it's not plural, but the, the LeBron tweet, and I think that he is not pleased, and I think that uh, I think the Lakers are going to have to do something, or it it just it's not going to go well. So I think this is the, you know, maybe not the, the the mega for some like superstar, but here's like, hey, this is a real guy. He you know can make a uh, make a difference exactly, but like he can he can help a team, and I feel like. It makes sense for Detroit to trade him as well as there's kind of been talk like, Hey, you know, kind of makes sense for them to trade him. And it's kind of gone dormant. And I didn't want to go with any of the more mainstream ones. Cause I feel like before the trade deadline, it's always the mainstream, which is like, Oh, this is going to happen in this guy. And then those never happen. So try to do something that's you know a little below the, below the surface. So I, I don't actually have, I, I looked at all this stuff. I tried to force a creative one out of all that. I, I could tell you something that I heard on another podcast, but it's not nearly as original. I really tried to make a Kevin Durant trade with Memphis and I'll just, I, I tried to do it with Memphis. I tried to do it with Denver and it's just not there. I, I like how, how many games, how many games in a season does Michael Porter jr. Have to play before it's like, no, I think he has a trade value to someone else and not to us. Cause at this point, I think they're just better off holding on to him and not selling him for, for less. But I, like, like, how many games in a season does he have to play to actually be a centerpiece for somebody like Kevin Durant? Or is he never going to be a centerpiece like Kevin Durant? And then you got to move on to the next option. It's like, all right, Jamal Murray, is that like, are we ready to part with that? We can add a guy like KD though. Like, is that enough? Do you think either any of these pieces are enough to be a centerpiece for a Kevin Durant trade? Jaron Jackson Jr., Desmond Bain. Is is there anything I don't there? Think so there's nothing there, right? Like, it's not enough. Like, if you like, if you're the Nets or a Nets fan, like. What about that excites you? And, and the other thing I keep saying is if you're the team trading, you don't want to give two of those guys. You want to give one of those guys. You're not giving Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. I mean, maybe you would have to. You would have to. It's it's Kevin Durant. Well, is that enough? Like, if I gave you Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray, is that even – are we even close? Like, are we getting there? No. We're not getting there. I don't there. think so. I, I tried. I looked across. And then you go to other teams like, all right, so Aiton and Mikhail Bridges – I'm not in love with that. I love Mikhail Bridges, but I, the, the Aiton is 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 luggage. That's that's not what you, you want. And again, the return of it is like, all right, you didn't get a guy. You got some nice role players that are certainly help a team. But yeah, I, I'm not sure. I, I really, really tried. I tried real hard to to find it. I just couldn't make it work. I wanted to say this is what Brooklyn's doing. This, this is the next deal. They're, they're trading Durant, and he's going here for that. The team that I keep hearing is constantly active in, in all of this is Toronto. Sounds like they're shipping out a lot, whether it be OG Ananobi or Fred Van Vliet or Gary Trent Jr. or possibly Pascal Siakam. Uh, I, I like all the pieces there. I was so up on Toronto going into the year. The fact that they're having a fire sale right now and possibly moving on from Nick Nurse, that, that's 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 just a direction I didn't anticipate this team going in, and I, I'm not very excited for it. All of the deals sound like they're not getting quite as much flexibility of all the guys they have now, but I understand they're not winning, so why are we keeping all of these guys that, even though I like them and I like them on paper, it's it's not working. So I, I, I suppose I'm in favor of all of it, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked if I saw them move out on a lot of pieces, and a lot of those place, pieces going to really good teams. I don't know where they're going to end up, but I, it sounds like those guys will be on the move. Is there... Is there a trade asset out there that you 
would want the Celtics to go after because I, I tried to do that one as well, and I don't want to move anybody on the Celtics. Like unless I can trade you Peyton Pritchard and something for, which is close to nothing for who knows what. I don't even know what that values up to, but that that's the only move I would try and upgrade on is if, if we could get maybe a, one more big and move on from Pritchard, but. I didn't see it out there. I don't see another team taking that on. And, and at the end of the day, I think I'd just rather have Pritchard than whatever package we'd have to put together to get another guy. Uh, but Especially it, with, with Smart Smart being hurt right now. And, and then that's another one is that we've had some success without Smart. But, you know, he just won the defensive player of the year last year. There's a chemistry there. There's also a weird ball handling situation on Boston where we're very reliant on Smart. And then when he's gone and he's not able to be that filler point guard role, it's I don't, like we'd have to find somebody to replace that, and that seems harder to find off a trade versus whatever else we could get with him. So I'm I'm fine with everything that we're at in Boston. I I wouldn't make any of those deals. Uh, another team that maybe is doing a little fire sale right now, Chicago. I'm not sure who's super sexy on that. I don't know if I'd want Levine, Demar Derozan. Maybe maybe somewhere, but the value on all these guys' contract and the age that they're at and the injury history that they're at and the teams that are interested. Specifically, the Knicks. I mean, Tibbs isn't going to play these guys. They don't play defense. Like this, like could you just imagine they make all this deal and then the fourth quarter and Levine's just on the bench and it's like, wait, what is going on here? And then then you move on from Tibbs and it's like, all right, now we've we basically gave up Tibbs and we traded for Levine and, and are we better off because of it? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But a- anyone that uh, kind of caught your attention out there that's been on these rumors that you're like. I think this guy's going to get moved, and I'm kind of excited for him to get a new uh, a new team. I think there's the the biggest one would be uh, OG, and that that that'd be interesting. But uh, besides that, it just I think we get too uh, too too caught up in it, and then <laughs> by by Friday, it's like it's all totally different. Yeah, he didn't get traded. We love this guy. We just gave him like an extension. Like yeah. <laughs> You know he's got a he's got a bonus incentive for the rest of the season. So, something, it, it, it's funny how that all changes. But there's so many teams I think that are competing this year that think that they're one player away that nobody's willing to trade it because like what do you you have to really be tanking at this point? Perhaps your team like Washington that's ready to finally you know get rid of Kuzma or Bradley Beal or something like that and actually go for the Wembenyama sweepstakes here, which that would make sense, but. You know, they want picks back. So what teams have picks that are going to be good that Washington would get excited for for all that? So that's, it's hard. I think there's too many teams that are too competitive right now that have too many chances to actually win games with what they have that I don't think there's going to be as many moves. I hope next week, though, I'm completely wrong and that a whole bunch of stuff just happens in the next two days. Uh, all right, anything else you want to get to for the NBA here? Uh, there, There's just fights all the time now. Ah, all right, that's a good one. Let's let's close out with some fights here. All right, well, one of them, I, I, it's it's definitely still a fight, but I think it's a little bit little bit more of a reaction of a guy just taking it too far of being like, "Hey, man, I just uh, hit you in the nuts." Uh, I hope I hope we're still cool. It's like, no, we're not cool. You're already a jerk. Nobody trusts you. The goddamn Memphis TikToks over here just stirring up trouble. <laughs> I I would trade Dylan Brooks for I I don't know maybe some cash just so we could pay all these suspensions every every year for him. But I I don't really have an issue with that. I also I have a way bigger issue with a guy who's not in the game coming off the bench and getting in a scuffle. You're not playing, all right. If you're good enough to get in the game, you're good enough to get in a fight. If you're not if you're not in the game, you're not good enough to get in a, in a fight. I, I just can't believe somebody who's talking talking trash on the sideline because they can't get in the game when somebody who is in the game has said something to upset you so much that you are now wrestling with them on the court (laughs) that's far more embarrassing to me you're good enough to get into a fight but you're not good enough to get in the game because that's the only way Obama's getting on the court I'm sorry that's just that's something I I can't enforce or applaud or anything all that go ahead stand up for yourself stand up for your teammates that that's all good and dandy and everything but how about you start standing up for the guy that's trying to get on the floor how about you work on your jump shot work on your defense fight and battle for the rotation minutes the limited minutes you got and then put up a fight through basketball it seems like so much more relevant and so much better odds of you actually looking good as an actual athlete rather than a little buffoon on the sideline Getting in fights with guys way smaller than you, also just just so many losses for Mobamba this week. I, I I'm not pro the enforcer stuff that's going on. It seems like a bit of a trend. We had fights back to back nights, but I, it's fine. 
I'm not worried about it. The the the, the one um the nut shot from from Dylan Brooks to Mitchell, that's just we've had guys hit guys in the nuts. That's that seems like it's not even a real fight. That's just like one guy being a jerk and another guy being like, "Well, I'm not going to stand up for it." Yeah, that, definitely that first one I would put more in the the scuffle category where the second one uh between uh Mo Bamba and Austin Rivers, that would put more in the the fight category where it's like, "Well, punches were thrown. That's a fight." Sure. All right, but can we agree though that you could only get a fight if you're actually in the game? I don't. I, we don't. I don't want sideline guys. Dude, they got the. They made that rule a long time ago that it's now you, you don't have to get into the fight. If you just step off of the off of the bench, you're automatically suspended. Like everybody knows that rule. Well, I hope it was worth it. Also for for Austin Rivers, like come on, like I don't care what Austin Rivers said. There's nothing that like you got to have a certain stature to really upset me. I'm sorry. I mean Austin Rivers, sure, a nameable guy, has played for some good teams. I'm very, very familiar, and I guess basketball family between you know his spouses and 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 dad and family figures, all all that. But not like like if he talks trash to me, I'm not about like I'm not about to run off the court. I don't care what he said. He's not he's not that good. His 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 word doesn't mean that much to me. I just I just wouldn't I wouldn't have let it get that much under my skin if if I was Mo Bamba. And you know what? If you're gonna let things like that get under your skin. That's why you can't get on the court, man. Wait till you can talk trash with anyone else who's actually a player, somebody who actually defends you, any of these other bigs. You know, go go talk to Joel Embiid. He's going to talk trash you all game. You're not going to even lift a finger against him either. He's just trying to be a tough guy against a guy way smaller than you who's actually in the game, a game that you can't even get into. That's that's the problem here. <laughs> it's just so bizarre to me. This is the story of Mo Bamba that, that won't die, is that now he's 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 a fighter. Like, is he going to do the... <laughs> He's gonna do the, oh man, who was the the, the second pick overall? Uh, uh, they went to Detroit. He was the bust, and then he ended up starting to do like a kickboxing career after. Oh man, what's oh. his name? I know oh, you're talking about Darko. Darko Milicic. Yeah, Darko. Darko, man, I haven't said that one in a while. That, that, yeah, <laughs> that that's uh, had to search the glossary on the on the head over there. Maybe that's his future here. Maybe maybe Obama will just be a, a street fighter soon. Or maybe he'll just be a Street Fighter character in the next Street Fighter video game because he's not getting in a basketball game. Not anytime soon. All right, have I taken enough shots at him right now? Because the fighting. I think is, so. I didn't realize. I didn't realize this was happening. So I, I just. I'm not. This was the, can we not be pro I didn't fights? Know you were so uh, anti anti Mo Bamba. So I'm fine with fights. I'm fine with fights. This is just a silly fight. This is a fight that shouldn't even made. This sh- this is a fight that wouldn't happen in the NBA because it's not between essentially NBA players. I, I don't like it. I don't like it. I'd rather... I want actual juicy fights between qualified people who are actually competing in the game. Well, at least at least this one was on the court and not all uh, clandestine afterwards where it sounded like it could have been real dangerous after the game with John Morant's situation. Yeah, you want to sum that up real quick? Yeah, th- there's... Apparently something happened between uh, some of the Pacer players and maybe some of the... some of Jaws... Uh, like non-basketball friends at a at a game, and then afterwards, the those friends there were some issues kind of around the Pacers, like bus party kind of situation you know, thing, and then a little while later, uh, SUV rolls by real slow and puts a, a laser on some of the staffers. Now, just a laser, but the staffers were immediately thinking, "Hey, this is a gun. We are in some serious danger here." As well as it was that. It wasn't John Morant that was actually pointing whatever the item was, but he was in the car, and these were his friends. So can't can't really be doing stuff like this, especially it's <laughs> you're just saying before, you know, Mo Bamba is like, hey, you're not even in the game, you're not doing this. John Morant, like the complete other situation of you're one of like the most recognizable guys in the league, like all the little kids that are you know fans are wearing your jersey. Y- you got to be like way careful of this this sort of situation. It's not a good look, but I, the details of this story, if you tell it a certain way, it sounds terrible. You tell it another way, it sounds like it shouldn't even be a story. It's a little weird to me that they were able to identify the car, the laser, and John Morant, but they don't know if it was a gun or not a gun and just a laser pointer. That seems like a little Mm -hmm. weird of a detail to me. It it also seems like I, like you're for sure it was John Morant. Like you're for sure. Like, how do you know? I, I don't know, but there's there, the NBA is doing an investigation to find out exactly that maybe of how do you know it was John Morant? And it's like, well, it, 
Every, all the NBA players, they walk out of here and they get in these cars. And I watched it. It's John Morant. Everybody knows who John Morant is. And I watched him go get in this car right here. Sure. But was it Ja rode in this car earlier? He's probably in it now. And we didn't actually see him. Like that. That's that's just not that's not good enough for me. Now, there is still some wrongdoing here. I'm not okaying it. I don't want people to do this. We don't need to be playing around with laser pointers. This is a very... There's enough threatening... Even if, even if, even best case scenario of this, that it was not a gun... And that it was just a laser pointer. The reason that you do that is to threaten somebody like you do yeah. have a gun. There's enough threatening things in the world. We do not be adding anything to anyone's life, right? This thing's, this life thing's hard enough as it is. We don't need that kind of stuff. So I, I suppose I'm I'm against that as well. I don't have nearly as long of a rant about it as, as Big Bad Mo <laughs> Bamba. But well, there's going to be more details for this is really what I'm getting at. This isn't even really the whole story. This is just a story that's leaked so far. When there's more details, I'll be way more critical of everything and make way bigger deal about it. But for now, it's, it's speculation, and it sounds a little weird about some of the details trying to make certain people look bad and certain people look good. So until there's more details, I'll, I'll we'll have a better opinion about this soon. I, I just hope it isn't anything serious. I'd hate for Jaw to they're having a great year. You can't you can't risk silly things like this. Like, it wasn't that long yeah. ago. Gilbert Arenas suspended a whole season, a whole season, for having a gun in his locker room for a fight. With his own teammate, not even with another teammate, not with a staff member, with his own teammate. So, like, I, I just, there's a no tolerance with all this, and I would be very careful with it all. The, the gun violence alone, I'm far from political content on here. Just, this isn't going to be helpful for your career. That's all I know. Uh, but no. we'll have more on it going into next week. Uh, is there anything else you want to add for the people out there? The, uh, the the Bucks are uh, on a real hot streak right now, so uh, Celtics are only one game ahead. So we gotta make sure we uh, we stay locked in here. So well, go seize, go seize. That's about all I got to add. I, I can't wait to watch a Patriots rerun of the Super Bowl this weekend. But hopefully we get some good Super Bowl action and win some prop bets. Uh, best of luck to everyone, and thanks for doing your picks all year for the NFL season. Nothing but basketball from here on. Little column A, little column B.